1: A lot of what I was to do in the rest of my life was formulated by the fact I just went and did it.
0: Welcome to another episode of Misfits and Rejects. Today I'm joined by a really good friend of mine, Archer Ammerman, who got here the same year I did, 2005, and was actually only eight years old when he arrived. And it struck me when I first met him and his brother Charles because they're really polite kids, (laughs) like came up, looked me in the eye, shook my hand. I mean, I was only 25 at the time. But I just was so struck by just their confidence, their persona, their personality. Their parents were just really good people, and uh, we've spent a lot of together, a lot of time together mm-hmm. over those years. You know, you used to come and stay before your house was built. But I thought it'd be fun to bring you on and just kind of reminisce on old times and what it was like for you transitioning from an eight-year-old into a, you know a, a teenager. So. Archer, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, well, thank you, Chapin. Man, I never thought I'd land myself on this show. Uh, <laughs> it is kind of cool, actually, because you, what you showed up today
0: to see Rocky, your old dog, who now, you know, John takes care of. And, um, it dawned on me, like, this is kind of, uh, an individual who has a perspective that I haven't captured yet. You know, somebody who really had a lot of his developmental years shaped here in Nicaragua. Absolutely. You know, and maybe we can just give the audience a quick kind of rundown on where you grew up and, um, what maybe was the big decision for the whole family to move and, and create a life for you guys down here in Nicaragua? Okay. Well,
1: great. Yeah. Um, well, I started out, uh, just a normal life here, uh, or in Texas, um, just in a suburban town, flower mound outside of Dallas. And, uh, I went to, uh, a normal elementary school and a normal middle school, but, uh, Right about uh, sixth or seventh grade, my parents decided to kind of step off the bandwagon and, and so to speak and move uh move away from kind of what we considered normality or um, just the kind of cookie cutter lifestyle that we had grown to know and kind of resent like and that's kind of how I feel that my parents felt and that was the the decision that they made to, to, to do something different. So. So you just said resent. So
0: you feel like maybe they were, they were unhappy with the system itself. It was maybe broken in their eyes. I don't want to speak for them, but. Right. Um, do you feel like there was maybe, I mean, cause it wasn't like a, a decision that you were surprised by. It sounds like it sounds like they had maybe hinted that they wanted to try to treat you to an alternative lifestyle. Would that yeah, be it, right?
1: Exactly. And they, they tried their best to explain and it took some time. And um, Can you remember what they were explaining and how they were explaining it? Well yeah, I mean they, they, they always you know, my mom would always bring up that we eat out of styrofoam. Okay. Right, and we eat off plastic. And uh, you know, that was always a funny little, you know, um kind of a blow off thing she'd say, you know, she'd say she'd say that and kinda of laugh. But it was true. And it and it stuck with me because here, you know, you see people eating out of banana leaf. You know, and they, um, you know, it has changed here, and it's sad to see that there is litter and things are changing here. But back when we came down in 2005, um, people did not have plastics, you know. If you remember, people really didn't, you know, they... Not as much. I think they did, we just
0: didn't have, you know, the, the concentration of people mm-hmm. that we do now, where we right. do see the beaches quite a bit more littered right. than we did when we first got here.
1: And it was a much more natural state in two thousand five. You know, it was it was just different. It's right. more raw. Right. And uh, we all remember it. And it's not that it's not amazing, but it was more. Uh, it was more of in the rough, you know, back then. And uh, anyways, back to what I was saying. Some of the things that she would mention were, you know, yeah, we we go to the mall and we spend uh, paper to get. Things, you know, and, you know, that's not what happiness is. You can't buy happiness. And when my, my parents first came down here, I think what really truly made them happy was just to see the sunset and to just relax and hear the waves crashing and, and, uh, my mom's always been a vegetarian. She has been since she was 15. She's been into a holistic lifestyle for the majority of her life. Um, you know, She loves, she's real down to earth. She, she's not, uh, she, she doesn't have, you know, she, she'll cook steak for me. You know, she, she, she loves, uh, you know, that, uh, I, I eat meat. She doesn't mind that I eat meat and she doesn't, uh, uh, she's not,
0: uh. Maybe pushing her ideas on you. Yeah.
1: She's not invoking any of her ideas, um, necessarily, but she's very inspirational to me and, uh, I'm very omnivore mm-hmm. now, because of her you know she's great she's amazing she's you know she's uh just a great influence to me. both my parents are great influences to me. My dad came down here in uh actually first on on behalf of my parents' company the the mountain Group, which merged into a bigger company um, that they've uh, you know now moved on from. But they were big into advertising. That was their thing. And, uh, you know, my, my dad and mom's company had a, had a business meeting out here. Just so happened to be in Managua. Really? Yeah.
0: Why? I mean, were they going to work with somebody
1: here on advertising or something like that? Something to that effect, I, I would think. Okay. And, you know, I was very young. I must have been eight or s- maybe even seven mm-hmm. when they first my first dad first came down uh, without, you know, any idea or uh, inclination to build or move down here or anything. Just a business vacation, or no, really a business trip. And he, uh, you know, wanted to see the coastline, wanted to see the country, came down and uh, called my mom uh, that same couple days and said, you got to come down here. My mom got a ticket that within that next week and they uh they came down and purchased uh you know a here out, over, yeah, then Buccaneers Bucaneros, and uh um there we've been ever since. We we've been so blessed to have had gotten on to this you know, aboard this ship early. It has been an amazing experience. We have uh really loved it, but um uh, just maybe I can kind of,
0: interject real quick before you go on, yeah. because you were eight. You're 21 now. You were eight when you arrived. Your parents were. Um, your mother specifically seemed to be hinting that you know the lives that you were living in America weren't. Uh, had, didn't have the aut- authenticity. It sounds like that she was hoping to bring you guys up in, and found that once your father brought her to Nicaragua, they felt like they could have more of maybe an organic environment that you could grow up in. You know, as you kind of mentioned, the, the banana leaves as plates. And I remember when, cause they used to, you, you and your family would stay with us, you know, before your house was built all the time. And your mom had a lot of, um, really cool ideas on how she was going to homeschool you mm-hmm. and the different artistic sides of life that you were going to be, um, be learning, you know, through mm-hmm. from pottery to music. I know you're a very musical family and, mm-hmm. um, Yeah. And I just remember just thinking like, this is really cool. You know, what a great experience for you and Charles to have. Now, with hindsight, like, and you having experienced all the things that you have had here, being pulled out of school at eight years old, leaving all your friends behind, and then, you know, coming here to have this experience. How has that been for you? Or how was that for you?
1: Well, you know, I, I had to give my, my parents credit. They always, they always gave me the, The option, you know, they asked me, you know, they gave me an option and, you know, they heard what I had to say. And there were, up until seventh grade, I didn't want to move on from the institutional school. So I was probably 12 when I actually got put into, well, that's not true. I did a few years of homeschooling back home before we came down here. But when I moved down here and I did homeschooling down here, I was probably about 13, 13. Fourteen, that's right. Because it took a few years for your house to get built. The house wasn't finished until 2011. It was delayed uh, five years because mm-hmm. you know they made promises after promises. You know, and that was you know that's just going into the nitty gritty. But uh, we, um, yeah, we're just so blessed to be down here. Um, I've had some great mentors. Every everyone from um, you know Peely um, to. Uh, Even John's cousin Derek mentored me. Uh, We've had great uh, professors from the high school here in Tola, uh, who are just dear friends to us now, come over and teach Spanish lessons to me. Or, uh, you know, my mom always had, uh, had the wherewithal to be able to get every, you know, people to come and teach me. And, uh, even, you know, we're, we're talking before we started this podcast. It's just been a whole community that's helped to, um, you know, bring me up in a way, you know, and, uh, especially you, Chapin. I remember, man, you really brought out my, my adventurous side at a young age. You know, we did all sorts of cool things from jumping off, uh, the jump rock, uh, to, uh, going surfing for my first times to just, uh, just countless amazing experiences that, uh, you know, I'll never forget. You know, I'm so thankful. Thank, thankful for that. Um, Do you ever
0: um, see yourself moving back full-time? Because as of, as of now, Archer's come and gone a few times. Like he, like we were talking about, he was here helping build a house for a certain amount of years, then moved down full-time, was homeschooled for quite a few years, and then you went back to kind of finish out your high school
1: career mm-hmm. and... Um, which I did uh, all 4 years in my high school and in uh, institution. Okay, because um through the course of my homeschooling uh it wasn't that I wasn't learning enough. I learned more about different things that are more important to me than you know algebra or you know um, and I always did well in science and I always did well in English and, and everything. But when it came down to algebra, I, mm. I didn't do so well. So for my ninth grade year, I, I decided, um, I really wanted to, to challenge myself and go back into school and finish out because I, I felt like I needed to, I needed to be able to do it. I needed to be able to compete with my peers, you know. And I felt like I was slacking, you know, behind. Little Behind here, what um, were the things that you felt um, in especially in mathematics
0: right, what were the things that you felt uh, this environment was giving you that you would have never gotten had you had been in the States going to a conventional school the whole time?
1: Um, well uh, we're so you know in, in, uh, intrigued in the garden it's by the garden at our house we love our herb garden, uh, we love our you know, our, our plants. And, uh, our animals and, and things, So uh, we've got a, just a, an amazing ecological system, you know, um, to be able to study that. Like and, tropical plants. Yeah, tropical plants, insects, uh, iguanas, birds, just this environment itself. You're learning every day about something new and you don't even know it. You know, it's like you see a new bug, you see a new plant, you see a new fruit, you new, eat a new fruit, you New taste language. New, Fruit, you, you speak a new language, you s- learn a new word, and it's every day, and it's never really ending here, and it's a, it's amazing. Back home, you know, you get into such a rhythm, you know, you're always doing the same thing, daily, daily tasks, you know, similar things, maybe, you know, day in and day out, but, um, here it's, it seems like there's never a dull moment, there's always something to see, something new to see, and, you know, and,
0: yeah, I've never been bored here once. No. Like you just pointed out, there's always something to do, something to accomplish, something that needs to be done, something to learn.
1: And, um, you know, back on that, you know, what, what have I learned here that I would probably never learn back home? And that, that would be just the, the, above all, above all, to deal with what you have, you know, to, to be able to be, you know, Able to, to live with what you got and be content.
0: Resourcefulness.
1: Resourceful. You know, um, we live here two and a half hours from the city. You know, back when, you know, there wasn't uh, Maxi Pauli and Rivas even, we had to go all the way pretty far to get groceries. And, you know, you just learn to be humble. It's very humbling. That's just something we don't get back home. You know, something we, take for granted is the all our things that we have our material things but we uh you know we i find myself here you know the other day i was unpacking some stuff we just came in the 25th you know we just got here to Nicaragua again for this trip and uh i was unpacking the bag and i had bubble wrap some fragile items and you, you good luck finding bubble wrap here you know you know, but back home, that's something we take for granted. We just go up to U-Haul, buy, buy a big old thing, a bubble wrap, and we'll throw it away. But here, it's, you know, it's a necessity. It's a big deal. Above yeah. wrap, it's a precious substance, you know? <laughs> that's very true, very true. So resourcefulness, um, you know, above all, you know, and just, and then the people teach you so much because you see how, how little they have, you know, and how happy they are. It's amazing. It's just so amazing. So amazing. and uh,
0: so in the places, the 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 head spaces that you've been, you know, as you kind of grew up through this, were you equally as happy here as you were in Dallas, or did you have ups and downs in both places, or do
1: you find yourself feeling at home in one place or the other? Sure, I have uh, my ups and downs in both places. You know, there's uh, friends or family or nephews. Uh, my mom's you know got grandchildren now you know uh we've got uh got us you know several sister-in-laws now you know uh just you know our family's growing so it uh it you know demands that we go back you know as often as we can and you know we miss them when we're here we can't wait till they come down you know that you know when they're you know, responsible with their lives. And, you know, they got their families and stuff. It's hard to get their whole family down here. And, uh, but one of these days, you know, we we you know hope to all be down here and be able to just enjoy this all as a big, happy family, you know. As you move into
0: adulthood, do you feel that you will maybe take that opportunity to come back and, and make a life for yourself here? Or you feel like you're still kind of searching for that for your
1: place in
0: life and what you really want out of it.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, so long as um, Mom's got the place here, and um, you know, we can uh, continue to grow and flourish here. We, we, we'll always continue to come back, and you know, um, Mom, you know, she's she's funny. She wants to retire down here. You know, she wants. Eliminating a bell. She wants a little bell. <laughs> she can ring. To have you come serve her. Yeah. So I mean. But I mean, you know, you're an we're adult. We're pretty now. cool. You're yeah, an I, I, I know. I know. And uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm. I'm just happy because you know, to be able to help mom, even as an adult. Right. Because you know, um, this place is is hard to take on by yourself. You know, and I've seen that firsthand. It's for a sure. challenge for anybody who's listening, you know, it's not for the light of heart. And there'll be, there'll be your ups and downs, you know, you, you'll be, uh, but you gotta just balance it all out with the beauty of this place. And, uh, if you can't do that, then, you know, you you know, you're
0: gonna have problems here. Right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I feel the same, you know, with my family wanting to, be supportive and always be there for them and helping helping where I can. Um but I also have things that, you know, I aspire to accomplish and goals that I want to achieve. And so I guess my question be more like direct is, you know, what kind of goals and and things are you trying to achieve, you know, as you kinda move forward with your life as, you know, a twenty one year old man who now has kind of the world in front of him and you can really do and go wherever you want. I know you're mm-hmm. driving Uber Lyft right now. That gives mm-hmm. you the freedom to kind of move around state to state and turn mm-hmm. on your phone and, and lift people around. Mm-hmm. Um, international travel, obviously, is always an option for you mm-hmm. um, to go volunteer, do what you want. Have you ever considered any of that? Or are you just right now kind of in a holding pattern, just well really done. wanting to support and help your mom through um, keeping this place alive down here? And
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh it's a big world. I'd love to explore. We've got friends in Europe, friends in different parts of the, the world that would, uh, I'd love to go visit. So, or, you know, place that I'd love, uh, you know, never have thought to visit, you know, um, but for the moment, I'm, uh, I'm pretty content with, uh, you know, with where I'm at, you know, back home in Houston. We've got, quite a lot going on um and uh here i mean we've got uh all sorts of stuff to do you know a lot of things to take up my time you know um and uh volunteering is just something that you know as much as i'd love to help you know others i, I do enjoy helping others it's not that it's just that um there's so much to do on a day to day basis. I just, I couldn't imagine myself, you know, I don't know. Just when I could, I could help those around me.
0: Right. That you know? makes sense. I think that makes complete sense. You know, a lot of people come down to Nicaragua, um, to volunteer to, uh, to give communities in Nicaragua their time, their effort when you know, I would imagine a lot of these folks' towns, there's people who also could use their help in some way, shape, or form. You right. Know, it's really just where you want to focus your energy.
1: Right. You can't, I, I mean, Jesus Christ said, you know, you can't help the whole world, right? You know, I mean, no matter how much you help the whole world, you know, there's always going to be more people, you know. the But those that are around us, we help, you know, we we try our best to, love everybody smile at everybody and as much as it hurts us to see people you know down here struggling and whatever we 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 try our very best but there's just no possible way right. you just have to realize right there's just no possible way and and the government is doing really good uh by the you know the people now you know we've seen it change uh as uh you know we've spent time here um seeing the, the roads change from pothole filled dirt roads that the cows travel down to, you know, a paved road all the way to Higante that's clean and uh people are going eighty mi- or, you know, eighty kilometers an hour down. Yeah, there's an airport now. There's an airport. Just there's us, uh yeah. just a a lot of, you know, very nice houses mm-hmm. being built. Um you know, it's a uh, it's just amazing to have seen this place from, you know, perspective of a of a kid and growing up and seeing that I can make a change, you know, and as little as that might be. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and <laughs> yeah. you have. I mean, your mother and you have really a touched a lot of people's lives here with um, your philanthropic ways, and you've been, your mom's been mentoring a lot of the women. You know, in their business ventures over there, because your mom's an amazing businesswoman. She is, um, sure is. You know, when you were eight years old upon arrival here, did you ever fantasize and think about where you would be when you were twenty-one? Did you have any thoughts about that? I know you were a good skater. Did you ever <laughs> see yourself as being a professional skater?
1: Oh, I had, I had so many friends <clears throat> that were so much better than me, <clears throat> and to come down here to uh, you know a fishing community, a fishing village like Gigante. And to impress the, the kids of this, this town, you know, with this, my skateboarding tricks that you know, they probably never seen before. That was so cool to me because back home, man, I was probably among the, the worst of the skateboarders at the park, you know. And it was cool, you know, I, I was good, you know, I was okay. You know, I could, I could do kick flips, but I couldn't do tray flips, you know, I could do, you know, you know, I, I don't know, I was just, uh, I wasn't the, I wasn't the best skateboarder ever. But when I came down here, man, I was like the star of the show. That's just, you know, what a different thing, you know? Um, the world's really big and, you know, people get fixated on their little worlds, you know, their bubble. And, uh, you know, that's not all there is to life. So, you know, but, you know, that was, I, you know, I, I love skateboarding as a, but I never saw myself as a professional because, you know, if you, if you look at professional skateboarding videos, it's, uh, it's something else. It's the, those guys, um, those guys are crazy. They do some crazy stuff. But surfing is something that, uh, I've really gotten into over the years and I've never seen myself, uh, you know, pursuing any board sports or any sports professionally. But I, I do, um, I do enjoy Um, I enjoy it for all it is, you know, just, you know, and I'm sure you feel the same way about surfing and, and it's just, uh, you know, it's just, uh, just something that is so rewarding in itself that there's, you know, that you don't need anything else, you know. Mm -hmm. Did you, did you ever have any sort of kind of
0: conception of what, what might become of Archer Ammerman as a 21 year old man? I mean, if you didn't, that's fine. I'm just, I'm just curious as to like, like for me, for example, when I was 13, you know, mm-hmm. and I was always telling everybody that I wanted to become a professional surfer, I really ever, never really wanted to become a professional surfer mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And so my answer, you know, at that age would have been like, I really don't know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden when I hit 17, for whatever reason, you know, like an experience I had in Europe, and just this moment, like a switch went off and said, like, I want to play professional soccer. And that's what I committed myself to. Mm-hmm. And that was a dream I had. And that was a mm-hmm. goal I had to play. And like, I think I had set like a goal of like trying to play in the 2006 World Cup. Have you ever had a moment like that? Or have you ever had any kind of like thought into the future of where you want to be, what you want to try to accomplish, where you want to get to? Or are oh. you just kind of day by day kind of do?
1: Yeah, you know, I've always been kind of waiting for that moment, you know, that aha. Epiphany moment and uh you know i i search around you know I've been thinking about oh you know I like mechanics or oh I like cooking or oh i like uh um, you know botany or oh I like um you know you know those things and and i i I've, you know I never have really decided uh to put my full hundred percent towards anything necessarily but uh um i'm sure that day will come no it's totally cool
0: and it's a very normal response i think you know as a 21 year old man yeah a lot of people are still kind of in that holding pattern searching looking the nice thing for you is you do have a pretty pretty Clear contrasting experience with mm-hmm. your Nicaragua experience, and then back in Dallas, and I know you've been moving around a little bit in Texas and then visiting Oklahoma to visit your brother.
1: yeah, they're doing great. Oliver Max is um, a year and four months old, and so that you want as can to have be. kids not yet, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm the last boy that hasn't had any kids yet, and uh, like I said, our family's really growing, and uh you know it's amazing to see and yeah it's cold up there in oklahoma that we're we're happy to be getting out of the winter cold and just enjoying this tropical paradise and
0: uh you're here for five weeks i mean what yeah, kind of stuff here. are you trying to accomplish while you're here
1: well uh yesterday i was working on the the cars that we have down here we've got a kawasaki mule four by four and uh we've got, uh, you know, a, a Hilux pickup truck. So just changing the, you know, the, just maintaining those cars. And then, uh, you know, we, we did some paint touch up today at the house. Um, you know, we, uh, we've got a really great team. Um, you know, and they need help. You know, they need things from us and, um, most of, uh, I mean, we've, we have, uh, four people on our team. Um, two of which are from Juan Dávila. Um, that's, uh, Ermina and Magdalena. And they're great. They're amazing people and we're so blessed to have them in our lives. They, uh, they, uh, are so nice and, they bring us flowers and fruit and they're just so, you know, humble and, um, and then Bismarck, he's an old, older man. He's probably 70 something, you know, he's seen it all from the wars to the, to the everything, you know, and he's just such a nice person as well, you know, and he, uh, he's got so much knowledge about, he knows where the papaya plant will grow and where it won't grow. And, you know, he brings us papayas and bananas and he plants them, you know, the trees. And uh, we've, we get a pretty good yield every year now, thanks to him. And, uh, also just, uh, just another amazing person. And then, um, Andres is actually from here in town, um, He's a he's cool. He actually works with our neighbor um and uh he's a good friend of Magdalena and Bismarck's. and he'll, he'll come over and uh do odds and ends with us and you know we got a really great team and um
0: she'll so just be working with them
1: then for the next 5 weeks and so just, yeah, just maintaining the, the property. Just maintaining the property and um you know we do do House rentals sometimes, so you know we uh you know we got just basic maintenance to do with that sort of thing you know we got we'll have uh, maybe a few weekends where we go to Granada and rent the house out and just um, explore Nicaragua and you know come back and have a nice trip with your mom. Just having a nice trip with our mom with my mom and, um, you know good to see uh Rockstar. My, you know. Your old dog. My old, my old dog, you know, he's, uh, he was born to us back home in Texas and we brought him down because they were just so crazy. crazy dogs. Uh, out of hand, out of control. And, uh, what a perfect environment for them to be out of control and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh. One more question I have before we sign
0: off. I was going to ask, you know, you're 21 now. You got here when you were eight. If you could give your eight-year-old self advice, what would you tell him? Now that you've experienced what you've experienced,
1: don't sweat the small stuff. You know, um, just be uh, be able to roll with the punches. You know, don't uh, just don't get overly. Because this place, man, they say, you know, when we first got down here, and you know, it's the scariest thing ever, but the expression, the way they compared how Nicaraguans treat other Nicaraguans was like crabs in a hole, and when one crab starts to escape the hole, the other crab will pull that the the crab that's escaping back down, mm-hmm. And you know, there's always those little things and I think there's still a reminiscence of that. Um here. I think that's everywhere though. I mean and, I you know, I can... yeah. You know, there's always envy. There's always that person who wants to bring you down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just don't sweat the small stuff, you know, just roll with the punches, you know. Um uh, it's uh it's 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 uh amazing life we have here. Um You know, we got to be on top of it, you know, careful. Always careful. Always Uh, tending your garden. Yeah, you know, always... Metaphorically speaking. Metaphorically speaking. You know, and that's kind of one of the reasons, even though I am 21, it's not that I don't feel comfortable with my mom being down here by herself. I do. I totally do. But it's just that I would like somebody down here. And you know now that my parents are separated, it's like I can't count on my dad to be down here, you know taking care of her, so it's like who's it gonna be you know and it's obviously it's not my none of, you know, none of my brothers you know and uh so it's just you know it is what it is, and I you know I love my mom and uh she's she loves me and we uh we have a good life here, you know a good life here.
0: Yes, you do, brother. Yes, you do. Um, if a listener would ever want to reach out to they can find you, what, on Facebook at Archer Ammerman?
1: Yeah, uh, Archer Ammerman, uh, Facebook.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, you know, it's pretty
1: straightforward, just my name. <laughs>
0: there's families that are always thinking about coming down, making that transition with their children, kind of maybe at the same age that you did. And,
1: Absolutely. You know, it would
0: probably be nice for some of them maybe to reach out someday and say, well, you know, what was it, your experience like? I mean, obviously, they could listen to the podcast, but...
1: Well, there's much more to this story, yeah. Uh, you know, there's, uh, just so many amazing things about this country. And if you're wanting to come down with your children, I, I highly recommend that you do and at least test it out. You know, um, and, uh, thank you, Chapin. Thank you, Arch, for coming on. It's been a pleasure, brother.
0: Yeah. Thank you for listening to Misfits and Rejects. I hope this inspires you to think about your life situation, where you're at, and possibly make a big decision to choose something different for yourself if you're unhappy with where you're at in life. I hope these people that I interview inspire you to go out, spread your wings and try something new to live a different lifestyle that maybe your whole life people were telling you was the wrong one, but when in fact it's the perfect one for you. And I'll see you next time.